Hi, this is Jason and welcome back to Red Pill Finance TV. In this episode, I want to talk about central bank digital currencies or otherwise CBDCs and whether they pose a threat to Bitcoin as there appears to be a lot of misconception out there in terms of uh, its implications with uh, central banks bringing their own digital asset essentially. So the short answer is, in my opinion, no. And that comes to the purposes of fiat currency versus Bitcoin. So Bitcoin, its purpose at current, um, given its halving uh, schedule as well, is a store of value. So what this means is it preserves your future wealth, or rather, even it enhances your future wealth. So it essentially encourages saving behavior. Whilst fiat currency, on the other hand, the, the, the money printing and therefore the debasement and devaluation of the value of fiat currency means that it does not preserve very well your future value or your future wealth. And therefore, it is better off that you spend it now rather than save it for later. And especially given the low interest rates and savings accounts, it is not encouraging saving behavior. So as you can see, fiat currency and Bitcoin have non-overlapping purposes in this respect. One encourages, encourages spending, whilst the other encourages saving. So let's move on to CBDCs and, and what this means. So CBDCs essentially fiat currency on a blockchain. That's all that's different. Nothing else changes. So rather than spending cash and or rather than payment systems on Visa and MasterCard, CBDCs essentially mean that the central bank runs its distribution of money supply on a blockchain, either on its own blockchain or on an existing blockchain like Ethereum or Cardano or, or even Ripple, etc. That remains to be seen. But that's all that's different. The purpose of central banks in terms of their monetary action or their monetary policy remains the same, but it's, it is just the distribution of money supply that is different. That's the only thing that is different. And it essentially, it will improve the effectiveness of monetary action by central banks. We've seen in many cases where central banks have lowered their interest rates to zero or even negative, but given certain situations and pandemics, it's not getting the same response in terms of consumer spending and reviving the economy. So by having on a blockchain, it would be more efficient to the end user. Central banks would therefore be able to interact with the end user or the customer or the person more directly rather than going through, say, um, repo market, wholesale market, and then retail banks, and then the final end user. Central banks will likely to have a direct communication. What this means is they will have more transparency and through transparency that means that because transactions will run on a blockchain rather than uh, what we have in current 
they will be able to see where the spending goes, whether it is groceries, whether it is living expenses, and they can see the incomes you receive and where it's coming from. So essentially, if everything is on a blockchain in terms of the fiat currency, um, that means that central banks or even the government will have a lot more visibilities of, of incoming and outgoings and also tax avoidance as well. So they will have a tighter lid on things by having a CBDC. What this also means is that central banks, by having this knowledge, they'll be able to customize financial products more to the end user customer. So as mentioned, by knowing the income, by knowing expenditures, by knowing um, spending habits, they'll be able to essentially identify customers that need to borrow the most and the ones that don't need to borrow and also be able to tailor that interest rate on the loan. So the more detailed information they have on an individual, the, the more that they can more effectively distribute money, essentially. And what this also follows is the government. The government will have this transparency and they will also benefit because as we've seen with the COVID situation, um, stimulus checks were given out to people and these stimulus checks gave a blank blanket check so what this means is regardless of who you are you get the same amount so there'll inevitably be people who don't really need the stimulus check and they're financially okay in which case they might put in the stock market or precious metals or even bitcoin whilst there are people who are struggling and struggling to make ends need. So they benefit the most from stimulus checks. So by having a CBDC and a blockchain and the transparency, governments will also be able to issue reliefs or, or stimulus checks more effectively to the people who really need it the most and therefore reducing that inefficiency. In terms of the cryptocurrency world, the only area that it could affect is stablecoins and stablecoins are essentially companies right now that are issuing digital versions of fiat currency, essentially doing what central banks or CBDCs will aim to do. So what will happen to stablecoins and companies that do that at the moment remains to be seen. But um, at the moment, it is still early stages. Um, countries like China and Russia will probably introduce CBDCs first. But um, with the Western countries, things generally are a bit slower and um, we'll have to see with time how that fits in. But all in all, given what I, I've discussed so far, um, Bitcoin is not really in the equation. Its purpose is not spending. Its purpose is a store of value, an alternative to um, the money you leave in the savings account. Bitcoin offers a better alternative to that whilst you still need you know, a certain portion of your amount for everyday living and, and spending, etc. And that, that's where fiat remains for now anyway. So thank you for listening to this podcast and I'll catch you in the next one very soon.